don't be hating on me what up guys my name is tony and i'm like freaking low-key tired but i'm happy to be here and my name's frankie and according to my dad (laughs) (laughs) no you didn't you're gonna start off with that really (laughs) i lack oxygen in my brain from sucking too much dick oh my god well that that probably explains why my throat is a little coarse at the moment or <laughs> I'm totally kidding. STDs. Oh, STDs. Or it could be that the freaking weather in California is just like, I think this is what it is. The California weather right now, the, the storms and shit literally have my body hurting. Like I'm tired. I'm sleeping. I'm lazy. And my heater, my water heater, it's been out for two days. So I finally just took a freaking nice shower just now damn bitch sounds like you've been going through it i know what about you guys over there well as you'll remember last week the storm kind of contributed to um some fucked up quality issues on my end and i'm still having that issue so there might be some compromised um audio over here but never the face never (laughs) the face (laughs) never the face never the video though um (laughs) But um, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Luckily, where I live, it hasn't gotten too bad. It's just constant rain. But we haven't been getting, you know, that dangerous flooding and shit like Mm -hmm. that over here. Did you see the video? Some of these videos, like Long Beach and like all that, like the water's all over the place. They look like tidal waves. Yeah, it's insane right now. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think we have another like three or four days of rain until this all subsides. Yeah, I think it's like a whole nother week. Do you like rain or is it like, how do well, you feel about it? I think because we've been in a drought so long, it's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There was like a younger guy at the store the other day that I heard. I overheard him saying that that was the first time he's ever heard thunder. And what? I was like, yeah, it's because we lack any kind of like storms or rain. We, like, we never get rain. So like, this oh. is nice. Because I know it's gonna pay off in the end. You know, I, I was I was good with it until my water heater stopped working. Because I lit all my candles, Frankie. I'm I got my bubble bath. I was ready to go. Like I just wanted to get the grease off of me for the day, and my freaking water heater wasn't working. Just the grease. Just the grease. <laughs> no, the grease and the coffee. But seriously, like it, like I was, I was into it. And then after that moment, I was like, "F the rain, f everything." And, and I, I, you know, I've been in a bad mood. I've been in a bad mood lately. Yeah. Um, but you know, my yes. water heater is working, <laughs> so I'm good now. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think today is a very like I'm excited about today's topic, um, because I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this too since we we've been talking about it so much. But today we are talking about family. Yes, family, especially those that have, you have strained relationships with. Oh God! <laughs> in particular, yeah, you know it always starts in the home. So. <laughs> So okay, but what is so what is your personal like relationship right with your with your parents, with your family? Um so growing up, I was always with my mom. Um my mm-hmm. dad was never really in the picture. He was never really around. 
Um, I mean, I remember him here and there, but I would cry, you know, if I would go with him or anything. So I was always with my mom. I was a mama's boy. She was a single mother. He didn't pay child support. He didn't do anything for me, honestly. Um, and I remember not really noticing that there was an absence of a parental figure in the house. But I think that when I got older and I turned like 18, I remember seeing this documentary. I don't even remember if, if it was like on MTV or something, but like it was a documentary about fatherless boys and the ones that they had focused on, I think it was mostly on the East coast and like they were raised in single mother households and they blamed their father for all their issues and then they sort of became like gang members and fucking selling drugs on the street to help provide you know and stuff like that and i was like whoa some people have it fucking harsh with no father around and that's when i realized that whether you know it or not it is causing some sort of issue when you don't have one kind of you know parental figure over the other especially when it's the parent who's the same gender as you you would identify with um because i remember in a psychology class that i took they said that naturally daughters will you know mirror their mothers and sons will mirror their fathers just naturally mm-hmm. um and when you, you don't really have a father around like i would never say that like my father not being around made me gay because I think I was gay from the jump. But I will say that not having him around definitely made me a little bit more feminine because, um, because my mom, you know, I was, the masculine I, there was no one wasn't there. No, there was only so much. I mirror her, you know, delivery mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so as I got older, my, dad ended up having other kids so I have like three half siblings two of which he takes care of um and I've tried to be a little bit more present in his house so that I could you know just kind of see what my siblings are up to but you know I'm still like untrusting of my dad and honestly a lot of my relationships with my dad's side of the family are strained because of my relationship with him and there was only one side of the family that I got to be a part of and we're very close and I always will have their backs and you know not so much the other half you know of it so that just caused kind of like a domino effect of like other family members that I was never really too keen on or close to or whatever what have you but um those are just like the roots of, but I had, I had other father figures, grandfathers and, you know, but more female energy. My mom and my grandma were definitely bigger parts of my life. And all the family members that I've kind of been close to over the years have always been female. So um, hmm. that obviously will lead into other stuff that we end up talking about, about how that affects us as we've gotten older. But what about you? I think when I think of, um my family we're we're just not as close as others i would say um my dad definitely um you know my dad would you know he had his own i would say his own little shop or store where he do illegal things all the way to being like a pastor but he was extremely judgmental that's what i remember he was a judgmental ass person um he's still alive um but i just you know he it just i just don't talk to him like that you know and and it really um it taught me me just to 
stand by who I am as a person because at a, at a young age I knew who I was I knew I was gay he, he used to tell me like you better not be a faggot like things like that you know um so I really stood away from him and my mom was very young she had you know three kids to take care of she took care of my dad's two oldest or three oldest when um when she was little so she always you know she she was always like um very strained in her life too but she always wanted to be like you know more so I think um I never had a close relationship with either of them but my mom mm. did teach me like how to like like I said be a strong independent woman and I think that's <laughs> who I am today I'm a strong independent woman like look at me you know um right but period that like there I think that does bring us to like you know, how we've learned how to communicate with our parents does um does affect us like from today. So how do you feel like that's affected how you deal with people today? Um so one thing that I think has worked in my favor that I've inherited from my father is the ability to be charming, mm-hmm. um, which has allowed me to gain more confidence than I think my mom has. Uh, my mom has instilled a lot of knowledge in me, a lot of street smarts, a lot of just uh, wisdom because we were not too far in age. Like my mom is 20 when she had me. So like she has always been familiar with the generation that I'm a part of and kind of the trajectory of what somebody in generation X and generation Y will go through as they get older. Um, and so that's what I've taken from her. And I've learned that you don't really need anybody except yourself. Um, and then from him, um, I've learned that he's a piece of shit. (laughs) 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 Like it's been so rough, you guys, especially this past week I've gotten into, um, well, I was kind of confronted by parts of my dad's family about truths that I've said about not wanting to be their family, essentially. And I basically had to be confronted with this and tell them my truth, which is I don't feel close to you and it's nobody's fault. It's just a matter of the circumstances of growing up without you guys in my life, thanks in large part to, you know, my father, that I just don't feel close to you guys. And this is my family on this side. And you know, we're very close and we're always going to have each other's backs, but I feel like I don't trust you. So I don't think that they should trust you either. And yes, I will say that. And that's what I've said. And my dad is like definitely diagnosable as a pathological liar because he says these horrible things about us and we find out about it. But when we confront him, he lies and he points the finger at somebody else. And so this week I was the target um, to defend one of his lies And he basically called me a liar and then said that the reason why um, I was lying is because I'm lacking oxygen in my brain from sucking too much dick. And I wanted to be like, what about all the dicks that you suck? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was so, and it just, like, Mm. I don't expect anything less because he's he's done this to people before. I've seen it. I know he can get really cold-blooded and shit like that um, because he's such a, fucking narcissist and like fucking weirdo um and liar and so like when i'm not surprised that he did it but as a child like or as a son 
I feel like I shouldn't have to hear that from one of my parents, either one, whether I was close to you or not, like that should not be something that I have to sit and listen to. So I basically told him never to talk to me again. I have no interest in getting to know him now. Like I was like, you know, there were some kind of redeeming services that he did for me, like younger, like he was the first person to tell me that it was okay if I were gay. And apparently that's not the case because he had a lot of shit to say behind my back about me being gay. And then I, now I suck too much dick. Yeah. So I'm stupid. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I find funny? Because we talked about this, right? And and I, what I found the difference between um, me and something that you do that was noble was that you, you wanted to like dive into that son and father relationship um, where, I mean, I didn't like once I, I was, by the time, like I figured out that my dad was just never going to grow up as a person, I was done with it. But I feel like you, you put in a lot to like to try to get to know your dad I would beg to differ I don't think I've done a lot to try to get to know him I've always been kind of closed off like how you described yourself is pretty much how I was too like I wrote him off because I felt like he wrote me off Mm -hmm. but I was constantly being told that you know what if he dies are you going to regret not knowing him and stuff like that so I think I didn't fully like as I got older and more wise I tried to like be a little bit more open not so much to him but to like his kids uh, or my siblings I guess you know just to see how they're developing and making sure they're okay you know as one sibling can do but I haven't tried extremely hard because I don't trust him I think that he's scary because he is so engineer differently there's other stuff too like other stories that i'll tell you outside of this podcast that i'm like (laughs) this is very fucking strange but right but when i saw that text message it it triggered me in a sense that i saw my father in that text message i saw the 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 demeaning i saw i saw somebody who was a parent who never grew up and and i think that resonates with me just like my dad same thing yeah yeah, absolutely. It's like he's always struggled with being a mature adult. And so like the things that he says and like the topics that he talks about, I've always been really fucking juvenile. And he has substance abuse issues. I don't know exactly what he's addicted to, but I know it's more than uh, alcohol and marijuana, but I don't know exactly what it is. I make jokes about what it is, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but to me, I'm like, that all contributes to your development. Like you can't go beyond where you are because mentally or emotionally, because you're like stuck mm-hmm. and because you're like not doing anything with yourself. How do you feel like that has put in like your relationship with the male gender? Well, I've always been attracted to older men. <laughs> I think because I'm subconsciously trying to uh, fill the father figure role in my life. Um <laughs> Andre's mm. only six years older than me though by the way <laughs> um, but also it's caused strained relationships with um with men I've mostly ever been friends with women um and I'm very distrusting of people and I think that goes beyond my dad I think it's also about like people in his family that I haven't really been able to connect with and I just have like you know, I don't really have, feel like I should be bonded with you or that I should trust you or respect you because you're related to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we have to like build a relationship with each other. So I'm not I, like, I'm pretty open when you first meet me, but I'm very distrusting of people off the bat. 
and I don't want to be your friend unless like I see like a glimmer of something that I really like or something that really intrigues me to want to be around you. Because then when I do try to make an effort to be someone's friend, I think I, I feel like I really try to be someone's friend. So I think when I think about myself and how when we were kids, homophobic words were thrown all the time, faggot, da-da-da, maricon, um, and then having such a, a homophobic father, like extremely homophobic, you know, he'd be like, look the way that guy's smoking a cigarette, he's a faggot, don't be like him. So I have this weird thing of like... um it, it is. It's hard to trust. It's hard to trust people because you never know truly what they think. Um, so I sometimes I'm very comfortable around males because I, I do represent a little bit more masculine and I and I do sometimes feel a little bit more masculine. But it's it's um also that same point where I have this PTSD of my father. Like, what if they're secretly homophobic? Like, and then that makes me retract in so many ways towards the male gender. But it's like we're supposed to we love the male gender but we fucking are confused by the male gender and there's so much fear and pain and it's just it's such um the relationship that I have with my dad really did fuck me up with the male gender too yeah yeah it's no joke I think I've always wanted to be um around guys but just never had the tools to kind of connect with guys um so I've just and I love women anyway more than men so <laughs> um i would say that i think being gay is more about your love for women than it is for men mm. well my mom was also a scorpio so that lady was harsh so i that this is why i stay alone because my mom and my dad were harsh <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs> do. that's why i left at an early age too it was just too damn much it was too damn much for me but overwhelming yeah but that kind of um that brings into like how how do you build relationships now um, I mean, now it's like, I literally just go off of like first impression. Like if I feel like I can vibe with you, I really try to vibe. Um, I think when I met Andre, I kind of like knew right away. I was like, oh, he seems so sweet and innocent, which he's not nothing yeah. of the sort. But I think I was really attracted to his energy more so than it was those were the actual personality you know features so i think i really go off of like vibe and energy you know even though that sounds silly it's like there is something with that, that like is, yeah. there's something that like you get from people and if you're not attuned to it of course you're not going to think that it exists but like if you can feel it or just by know looking at someone you know if they're a shady person or not or something like that you know mm -hmm. and then there are some people who are really intriguing like i feel like that was one of the reasons why i was attracted to your friendship was because you were kind of like a mystery to me i was like because you are kind of closed off that it um i was like oh he's so intriguing what is that about you know mm -hmm. and that challenge i'm like mm. but like you said it's like i didn't trust it at first because you're a guy and naturally i just don't trust guys anymore so it's like um i don't know i don't know how it feels to have like boy friends you know mm -hmm. that i'm like yeah, and usually especially as a gay person it's like a lot of our friendships you know they're more or, or a lot of our connection to the same gender is through relationships, not through friendships. Like I'm not really friends with any of my exes because we Your didn't exes. have anything in common. We also didn't have anything in common. I feel like I couldn't be myself around them because I was with them 
around them solely for the purpose of being with them mm. and not really being myself and a friend and you know mm. you know what i would say like having guy friends for me like my straight guy friends has been it was very healing like i had multiple groups of straight guy friends and it felt so good to be accepted for who i am as a gay man but also one of the the guys and that i i have like you know two or three instances of that and it was like dude, they don't fucking care that I'm gay. They're just like cool with me and they enjoy my energy. So just retracting Mm. back to that, like that's an experience that, you know, it's so rare to get. And I wish I had straight friends in LA, but I mean, it is what it is, right? That's, don't you think though, like, like here, like saying it, I know feels different than me hearing it. Like, I feel like what you're saying is that you feel like you need to be validated by masculine men who are straight no 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 it, it's more of like um you're, that's what it sounds like you're no no it's it's a different vibe of a group right so you go out with your girls and the girls do things. you go out with the gays the gays do certain things you go out with straight guys and do certain things you're a little more weirder you're a little more nerdier you're a little you say stupid stuff and like you it's like when you're with a specific group you let down mm-hmm. your guard and you be yourself different things come out of from these different groups right so from the dynamics yeah yeah so when i lived in texas like i had these like i had a group of uh straight guy friends who were into soccer into pokemon and we were just doing the stupidest stuff um and it felt good to be a part of that just like you know when i'm with my uh the gays or the girls we're drinking and partying fucking up and like we have this this connection in that way so it it, it felt good to connect with straight guys and not feel judged so you enjoyed the company of people who had different interests from the usual uh friend uh clique of gays and girls yeah and it because i mean i do i do like sports i do like all these things but it it was nice to like you know be able to talk about those things and still be gay and still be mean still be happy and not have to like wear a mask because when i think when i connect with people the first thing you're gonna notice is my mask like and we've talked about this you're you're gonna notice i'm not giving you anything until i figure out who you are like i'm not gonna i'm just gonna serve face literally until i I find (laughs) i I have to throw that gay bit in there i'm gonna (laughs) serve face until i find out what kind of soul you have what kind of person you are and once i figure that out that's when i will allow the connection to happen just because you know um you know i i don't know like the the relationships that I have now are based off of pure connection, pure soul, because my parents basically taught me how to survive and never gave me that connection. Now okay. that's what I crave. Now I crave that that peace and love and joy, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> based on how you live your life sometimes. <laughs> um that's funny that that's what you yearn for. Um, but also, <laughs> you know, thinking now about it, like I remember one of the and one of the episodes, I was like, I'm really proud that we've been able to keep our friendship going. And in a lot of ways, how you feel about how you connect with straight guys is how I feel being connected to you. Yeah. It's like because we're very different in like our interests and the way we present ourselves and the way that we um think and do things and what perspective we're coming from it's like opposing thoughts but it's still 
works somehow. I think the more we got to know each other, the more we figured out that it works. Yeah, but, it's just as smooth because we allow yeah. each other to be us. And I think we also feed off of each other's yes. like, life, you know? Yeah, that's definitely true. I definitely enjoy um, putting in my two cents about your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I love telling you all the wild <laughs> things that happen in my life. Oh my God. It's literally a mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny because I, at first with this podcast is I was so nervous to do it because I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, what is this going to end up being? Or, you know, is it going to be all about Tony or is it, am I going to be the only one talking or, you know, you just don't know because right. I didn't know what our dynamic was like, but the more we've had to communicate about doing the podcast, the more we've been able to figure it out, the more we've been able to figure out what we're going to talk about based on the dynamic that is growing, I guess, like, you know, oh, yeah. people, like if people can watch the, these through you, you're kind of seeing like the beginning of our friendship too. You know, we were always acquainted with each other and got along well over Instagram, like most of your connections, Tony. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, media. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? That kind of brings me to um, the chosen family. Right. Like, describe that to me. Chosen families, obviously. I think that the LGBTQ plus community has really honed in on that um, description of chosen families where, you know, you're not always going to be accepted by your own family or you're not always going to have crucial members of your family be around. And so you do kind of naturally need to feel like you have a family. And so you do chase after people to replace certain holes in your family dynamic. Um, and like, that's why I'm attracted to older men because I have daddy issues, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and so then you piece together, you know, friends or people with similar walks of life or people that you may have an emotional connection to or a men an intellectual a spiritual connection to a romantic connection to a you know sexual connection to you just never know um what who the people are that you're involving with your life or why are you it's up to you to figure out why what why are you connected to this person why are you choosing to be so close to them and are they you know worth being a part of your life and worth being a part of your chosen family because once you reach a certain level of adulthood when you're not partying all the time and like you're not trying to make connections all the time and you really just have to rely on the bonds that you actually build with people outside of an organized thing it's like that's quite an accomplishment and so like you do kind of get really close through that because as an adult it's really hard to not only connect with people but have the time to spend with getting to know someone when when um you almost took me to church there because um we you know i never had that that love that real unconditional love that real connection so when it comes to choosing my family that's what i'm seeking that's what i'm going for i'm i want someone who's going to 
friends who are going to love and appreciate me for me and who's going to have that true unconditional love and connection. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what a chosen family is. And that's why I'm so particular on who I tell what to and who I let truly into my life because it hurts. I'm not going to lie. It hurts so bad when you pour a little bit out and you get nothing in return. And, and right. there's so many aspects of that where, you know, um, your family is supposed to love you, supposed to give you unconditional love, and it just fucking hurts that you didn't get that from your family. So I think your chosen family is so hard to actually find and get, but um, it's so nice when you actually do have a few chosen people from your family, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's very rewarding. Like, oh my God, we built this friendship and look how far we've come. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's nice to kind of reflect back on the people that you have let in like that and think about them that way because then it makes it all the more special. Bitch, we got to book our Rosarito trip soon. Um, I think we might book that one that Andre sent in the text. Yes, I know. I'm excited. Um, But uh, the producers are like, hurry the fuck up. Um, Okay. What uh, what words do you have for um, a strained family? Um, for people that have strained dynamics in their family, I would say, like you, Tony said earlier, you really just have to stick by yourself and trust your gut instinct and know who you are so that you don't have to rely on the people raising you or that are in your family to teach you how to be. Just trust yourself and if you if somebody in your family does not work with you leave it mm-hmm. and if they want to know why be honest oh, that's deep you, you know what i think um i guess i try to think uh that same fate that same phrase that somebody has it worse somebody out there has it worse you know somebody out there is dealing That's with true. more and when i think of america and and just people in general it's like it's so hard to say oh i have a normal family oh i don't but i think the new normal i mean the normal is not having parents or not having parents that care so um maybe we are in that norm of searching and finding love like it's not just you it's not just me we're all somewhere in the middle of some type of hurt and pain so don't feel alone in that mm-hmm. but just know like that's something you can work on and you can have a better life um, and it is normal to have a, a strained family. I don't even know if that's like inspirational at all, but like, I just hope you get there when you get older, you learn how to love yourself a little bit more and you understand why your parents are the way they are. Yeah. And honestly, you really have to be responsible for being your own person past a certain developmental stage. It's really up to you to kind of steer yourself in a direction that works best for your health and your happiness. And sometimes you have to ignore the people around you because it's just easier and save your money, save your coins, save your money so that you can move. Save your coins. Right. Yeah. So you can get out, get out of freaking wherever. Get out when you need to. (laughs) Can you give us the plugs? Because you know, I don't know how to read, write or spell. 
<laughs> or do anything for that matter. No, I'm just kidding. No, you know how to do a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Tony and Frankie Show. Tony is also available on Twitter and Instagram at Tony, uh, Tony underscore living 91 <laughs> or TikTok at Tony living 91. Yay. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. We will see you guys on our next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> and all and meeting for all. Yeah.